All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with our expert Walt Sakira of Akron's AKW Group. They invest their clients' money in individually owned stocks and custom-made portfolios designed to their best interest. You're going to hear about the stock market and how they invest their clients' money. If you have questions about particular stocks, you can call us this half hour. Talk to Walt at 330-673-1234. Listening online, you can call us toll-free, 800-669-4100. Walt, uh, August, the dog days, is what they call them. And as far as the market is concerned so far, August has been a whole string of doggy days. <laughs> it really has, Bob. It's been a, a month where we've seen decline and, uh, you know, giving back some of the profits that we had accumulated through the end of July. And, uh, you know, it's been a little bit of a rough month. But if we look at last week, I mean, we really saw some pressure um, coming in really from the rising interest rate environment. We saw Treasuries uh, move back up the 10-year uh, note, actually got up over about 4.3%. Um, and, and then we saw the FOMC minutes came out. There's still some hawkish comments in those, in those minutes, uh, which make people worry about the potential of, you know, rising interest rates, uh, global worries. You know, we see other parts of the world, uh, slowing down, especially over in China, you know, they're not reopening as quickly as everybody had hoped, which, you know, kind of puts a little damper on the world economy. Uh, bank stocks got hit a little bit, Fitch, uh, who downrated the U.S. Uh, also came now and said there's a you know, number of banks that they're worried about, the pressure there, and a whole mix of earnings reports, which, you know, some good, some bad. So uh, for the week, uh, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, lose 780 points. That was down 2.2% for the week. Again, giving back some of those profits here today, we sit at 4.1%. Uh, the S&P 500 index, the broader index, was down 94 points, uh, down 2.1%. Still sits here to date up 13.8%. Uh, the NASDAQ gave up 354 points, down 2.6% for the week. And we sit here to date still at 27% up. Uh, so still, you know, real good returns on those NASDAQ composite stocks. And then the Russell 2000, the small mid cap gave up 3.4% uh, this last week. Again, rough rough year. Uh, we're up 5.6%, but very vol a lot of volatility in those small mid cap stocks. So, a uh, lot to pay attention to. Again, our confidence remains high as we go into the end of the year and next year with an election year. I uh, still think there's some uh, positive uh, that can be gained by investors that are focused and you know kind of know what they're doing and, and work hard at doing it right. Now, we talk about stocks and, of course, the bond market, which has been uh, uh, become more of a factor that interest rates have been rising because of the Fed's action. Bonds have now become a more interesting alternate investment than they have been in more than 10 years. Right now, the yield 
on a 10-year U.S. Treasury note is four and a quarter percent. That's up three tenths of a percent since the start of this month, and uh, getting near its high in 2007. Pretty nice payout, especially with stocks being so uh, pricey. So, are investors buying more bonds? Well, Bob, you think they would be, but actually, we we haven't seen a huge, uh, you know, appetite for bonds. I, I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, when you think about rising interest rates, it pushes prices down. So if you look at the 10-year Treasury the last three years, you know, uh, you go back to 2021, if you owned a 10-year Treasury, you're actually down 4.42% because of the, the principal going down. Uh, the, the 2022 return was negative 17.83%. That's a big loss. And in a Treasury, you know, something you think should be stable, again, because of, of interest rates. And then uh, this year we're down 0.4%. So the principal, you know, people bought these treasuries thinking, okay, rates are higher, this is great, but they're watching their principal go down on the statements. Now, of course, if they hold it to maturity, all that comes back. But I think the volatility in bonds has surprised a lot of investors. You know, 2022, the volatility in bonds was, you know, very similar to stocks as far as losses go. So I think there's lots of reasons. Um, and again, I think investors still believe that long term, you know, interest rates will come back down to some some other levels. And, and the stock market, again, is always proven to be a pretty good place to invest. So probably lots of reasons for that lack of appetite for bonds. Now, consumer spending is still very strong, and the economy continues to be strong, according to the latest economic data. Now, well, these reports, which one interests you more as an investor? Well, retail sales, we pay a lot of attention to, Bob. The health of the consumer, you know, we always talk about it on the show for the last couple of years. You know, we're talking about, if you look at our economy, some, you know, 68, 70% of our economy comes from consumer spending. You know, what we do, what you, myself, the listeners what we do with our money. And if we're confident and we're spending, you know, that's going to push the economy forward. And, and there's still a pretty good appetite by investors out there. We talked about travel, uh, you know, people still spending. We see people spending in things like electric cars. And, uh, you know, so there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, interest uh, as far as consumers go to continue in a consumption economy to spend. It's just they've changed their appetite a little bit to what's important. And I think that'll continue to, to go forward. Consumers are much more sophisticated have a lot of options and, you know, they, they can buy what they want when they want. And that That's going to really drive where the opportunities are as far as retail. But we saw some really good retail numbers this last week and you know, consumers are continuing to spend, which is a good thing. Now, you mentioned earlier that uh, the Chinese economy continues to struggle uh, coming out of the uh, pandemic now over a year later. What's what's going on over there? Yeah, they're struggling a lot. And it's, it's interesting because everybody thought there'd be a big reopening over there. Um, Actually, their property giant Evergrande filed for bankruptcy protection uh, this last week, and uh, their central bank cut rates. So, uh, not not really getting the recovery that everybody expected. And again, with being the world's second biggest economy, that that kind of hurts global growth. So, all these companies that were kind of positioned to take advantage of growth in China and in emerging markets not getting it, you know, and, and so far this year, but. Uh, so you got to pay attention because you got to look at where the exposure is with every company. You know, we own a lot of multinationals, and we definitely pay attention to how much sales and profits come from China. And yeah, we'll have to wait and see, uh, see if they can get things going back in the, in the direction they were a few years ago. 
Once again, we're talking to Walt Sukira, who is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. 330-673-1234 is the listener number to call with your questions and comments about the market. Time to look at the Trends and Insights section of the show. Walt does a lot of research and reading about all kinds of different things and has come up with certain, certain factoids here that you might find interesting, especially if you are an investor. Now, last week, we talked about the rise in car insurance, skyrocketing up more than 17% in the last year, the biggest increase since 19. 19- Fortune magazine has reported that home insurers are actually leaving California and Florida at alarming rates because of the claims there for hurricanes and then fires. Absolutely. State Farm this year stopped accepting applications for all property and casualty policies uh, due to steep construction prices increases, growing catastrophic exposure, and, uh, you know, the reinsurance challenges. And then we see all states stop selling property uh, policies in the state as well. Farmers insurance exited Florida. Uh, so, you know, uh, residents are finding it harder and harder to, uh, you know, get the insurance they need. And if they can find it, the costs are skyrocketing, Bob. So it's making these uh, states, uh, you know, tougher to, to really live in and have that confidence that you got your property protected. And that's that's not a good thing. Another interesting fact coming out of Turkey and technology, Turkey researchers from two universities there have developed a robot which can plant hundreds of trees autonomously, sort of yeah, a Johnny Apple, mechanical Johnny Appleseed, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. This robotic device drills holes, plants seedlings, can work 24 hours straight. Um, you know, so again, it, it's just more evidence, Bob, that we live in a world that's driven by technology, technology changes happening so quickly in every aspect of life and around the globe. And I I think technology is the place you got to be an investor. Uh, You got to find those opportunities. And and we're searching every week and some really, really interesting things happening out there in technology. The climate change has also led to a decline in chili pepper production. I've been reading about that and a big boost in prices. Uh, Demand for spicy food products is uh, way up. Uh, so this year's harvest has a high stakes. Regions that provide uh, chili peppers include New Mexico, California, Texas, Arizona, as well as Mexico itself. So the hot sauces, they're going to get more expensive, I guess. Absolutely. And, and we know taste uh, with an aging population, you know, more people like spicy food because, you know, it gets harder and harder to taste as you get older. And we got an aging population around the globe. Uh, you know, this is carried over now to the supermarket. You know, we see uh, certain certain prices of these chili peppers and, you know, bottles of uh, you know, salsa or, you know, certain types of sauce, you know, going up tremendously in price. There's there's one I saw that <clears throat> 28 bottle that was selling for $10 now up to $70 uh, for a bottle of hot sauce. So it really is interesting uh, to see how these impacts, uh, you know, Again, climate change and, and you know, basically uh, how it's impacting uh, food supply. Hot sauce is going to be hot, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, we also learned last week the average 30-year fixed mortgage is now a bit over 7%, the highest in more than 20 years. Impacting uh, purchases. And, you know, I think what happens is uh, exactly what the Fed is trying to do. You push rates higher and eventually you, you start to break things and, uh, people are still showing a lot of resilience in home purchases, but I mean it's getting tougher and tougher, Bob. With with the price, you know, when when interest rates go up, people that need to finance the affordability of homes starts coming down pretty quickly. And of course, we are seeing that, uh, of course, in Ohio, but not as greatly as some other states. For example, in California, now only 16 percent of California households could afford a 
median-priced home in that state, down from 56% just a couple of years ago back in 2021. Man, think of all the people that bought homes, you know, and they got them at those lower rates. They're probably locked in. It's, it's going to be hard to find buyers uh, to come in and buy homes, uh, you know, especially if you got a good deal with a low rate a couple years ago. So I, I think it's going to be a very interesting real estate market over the next five to ten years. And finally, the Wall Street Journal reports that the people are anting up the cost to watch ad-free streaming and the costs are continuing to rise for the privilege of watching something without uh, being interrupted by, by drug commercials. <laughs> well, we, we thought we were living in an age where we were getting rid of commercials. I think they're coming back in a big way as all these content providers trying to figure out a way to profitability. They realize that advertising is needed. And, you know, we're, I think we're going to see a lot of these streaming services have different price tiers. And you're going to pay a heck of a lot more to get those ads out of the, the streaming content now. So... Uh, what started to go one way has changed and went the other, Bob. And now it's time for Stock Talk with Walt Securip. Again, we're going to talk about specific stock issues and company reports in this segment. So if you have a question about a stock that you're watching or an issue that you'd like to find out more about, a company that interests you, once more, the number to call is 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100 here on WNIR's Advice Line. So this year... The, again, the big term that people bandy about is artificial intelligence, AI. But uh, many investors really don't understand what AI means. A Barron's article this week uh, gives some more clarity for the average person about that. Could you give us a summary of the keys of that article? Yeah, Bob, a great article. And I think people are really trying to figure it out. You know, And, and again, don't invest if you don't understand it. But AI has really changed the world. Uh, I think the article talks about you know chat GPT, which came out really last November, <clears throat> really changed the priorities of a lot of tech companies and caught the imagination of Wall Street and investors. And, uh, you know, we see the applications now. Now, this has been around for a long time. You go back to the Cold War, you know, you, you, back in 1959 when we first started talking about machine learning. And, and it's been around. So, again, it's starting to develop a lot quicker uh, with the large data sets that companies have kind of accumulated and have out there now, you know, data has been the big last 10 years. I mean, being around universities, you know, we talk about uh, data mining and data intelligence and, you know, databases. And so we have all this stuff, uh, you know, basically, you know, it answers questions. Uh, AI is at the base of it. Simple. You, you give them simple, natural language requests. You know, we can say things like make this and, uh, it's unbelievable what AI can do as far as generating text, video, images, even poetry. And then if you think of other industries, healthcare, the applications are endless. Uh, what this could do as far as helping solve problems. Uh, so, you know, really we're talking about democratizing the power of large data sets. Now, a lot of people are worried, Bob, about the risk. You know, we talk about the uh, misappropriation of personal information. We talk about the misuse of copyright information, uh, the creation of false and misleading data. All of that will happen uh, with AI. And, and then there's some real doomsayers out there. There was a Time Magazine article, you know, talking about the end of humanity. I don't, I don't know if we go that far that quickly, but again, uh, very interesting. All the debates around here, but there's unbelievable investment opportunities here, Bob. Um, you know, AR, AI, you can look end-to-end from the plumbing, you know, the way the data moves around the system, the storage of the data, the application levels. Um, AI is, you know, like I said, it's it's here and it's real. And I think this article with the experts that were talking about it uh, validate it and say it's, it's a real thing. And, 
companies with big money and cash flow are investing heavily. And I think we're going to see major, major developments in technology and AI in the next couple of years. So be really fascinating to watch. Um, a lot of people almost equated to how the Internet took off years ago. So we'll have to see uh, where AI leads us. And again, something that was predicted uh, more more than 50 years ago on Star Trek, like so many other things we have today. <laughs> Computer, you know, tell me this, tell me that. We have that now. So it's amazing that uh, fiction becomes reality, I guess, when enough people just put their minds to it and decide to make it happen. Yeah, and we see it now. And again, some of these big tech companies have just unbelievable cash flow. And you know, when you're talking about billions and billions of dollars that can you know, advance and move a technology forward, it, it, it can happen, Bob. Money money makes things happen in the world. I'm still waiting for the transporters to be perfected. <laughs> so, <laughs> big box discount giants Walmart and Target released their results this week. What do we see from those two retail giants? Uh, you know, a little bit of divergence. Um, you know, we saw Walmart put up some good numbers. I mean, Walmart's done a really good job, you know, responding to uh, the challenges, uh, you know, Amazon created years ago, they continue to make progress in their online offerings and, you know, had some good results for a big, big retailer, you know, again, working at the margins here, not a lot of money in retailing, but uh, good growth, you know, they did $161 billion of revenue, Bob, for the quarter, up 6%. Uh, Target struggled a little bit. Target didn't have the same numbers. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're down uh, 5% for the quarter on revenues, did $24.8 billion, but, uh, Again, we still see consumers out there spending, which is a good thing. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secura. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Calls now for Walt Secura. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. You're on the air. Okay, we'll go on to another call. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa, Ken. Yeah. Hey, uh, is there any room in uh, any of your portfolios? I was looking uh, on the new low list, and I see all my some of my favorites here. It's killing me here. General Mills, International Flavors, Kellogg, Campbell Soup, Hershey, all making 52-week lows. Uh, you think it's time for uh, sissies to get in, uh, long-term investors to get into some of these consumer staples? Yeah, I mean, Ken, they're they're good prices. You know, I just think the appetite for these stocks and some of them are food companies. Don't mean the pun there, but I think the appetite is just low for investors. You know, they're they're pulling away. Um, you know, looking for better growth opportunities. But you're right. You look at some of the P multiples on some of these stocks. You look at the uh, dividend, the dividend growth, um, you know, the stability of the companies. Uh, you know, still still worth having a position in a portfolio. I just think diversification is important and can't have all your stocks in one industry or one sector. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's some good buys out there. What about gold? That looks like that uh, is really uh... – Hasn't been in favor here for a while. It looks no, gold kind of, look like. Yeah, kind of falling out of favor, and you know a lot of the metals uh, we see. You know, uh, BHP, some of the miners that we've been following have really struggled, and uh, prices are, have come down off of the COVID spike. You know, we had super high commodity prices there for a while, and turned the other way, and uh, you know that's it's going to push these stock prices down, but. Uh, yeah, I've never been a big fan of gold. I've never worked for me, Ken. I've tried it a few times in our portfolios, and I, I, I think I'm the worst, worst gold investor on the planet. <laughs> I've never really made any money in it, so I'm kind of like Warren Buffett. I, it, it, it doesn't seem like a metal that works for me. Right. Okay. Well, you guys have a good week. Thank you. All right, Ken. Thank you for calling. You're on WNIR with Walt Security. Go ahead. Hi. Right, good morning. 
Uh, Walt, uh, have you heard of uh, Oddity Tech? And if you have, what's your opinion of it? I, I have not heard of Oddity Tech. I've seen the name come through my screens a few times, but uh, have not really dived, dove into it. What, what do you see there with it? Well, it's uh, a uh, cosmetic firm that, that uh, attempts to use technology to match uh, consumers' uh, desires to uh, cosmetics. Okay. And uh, they, they're, right now they're marketing directly to consumers. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, I'm looking at the chart, what I can pull up quickly. It looks like it's an Israeli-based company. And, yes. again, amazing technology coming out of Israel a lot of times. Um, they are uh, they IPO'd, it looks like, just uh, this year, right? So around July, so new stock. Um, I think profitability is... Yeah, it's starting to show, and, and revenue growth is pretty fascinating over the past couple quarters. So, yeah, maybe I need to take a little peek there. I appreciate you bringing it up. Okay. <clears throat> and there is a uh, – there's another investor uh, – or excuse me, financial uh, advisor in the area, and he's on another uh, station uh, every week. Uh, and he is saying that uh, – he thinks that regional banks will struggle in the next uh, couple years, and he is recommending buying large banks because the large banks are going to be the ones who are able to step in and save these regional banks. Mm-hmm. Is that something you uh, would agree with? Yeah, it's a, it's a solid thesis. I mean, we saw what J.P. Morgan this year. I mean, most of the failed banks, they're always a bidder, and uh, they're they're willing to step in, and, and they do a really good job. Um, I think there's more safety in the large banks. You get into that concept of too big to fail. Uh, but I think there are opportunities in some of the, the smaller regional banks that are quality that, that will we'll make it through. And some of these stock prices are pretty depressed, so I, I think you, you can find opportunities on both the, the large and small. But I think if you don't want to worry, you know, we own J.P. Morgan in our, our core equity portfolio, and and I don't tend to worry too much about J.P. Morgan. Right, right. Okay, I thank you for your comments. Absolutely. Thank you for your call, 330-673-1234. We're talking with Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. Looking back at some of the uh, companies they reported last week, uh, Cisco Systems uh, showed that growth in their company and their networking industry is accelerating, but they offered some mixed guidance for the next year. Uh, They did, but again, the stock moved up nice. Um, You know, Cisco is... uh, when you talk about networking, uh, you know, the hardware, routers, the networking, uh, communications, uh, hardware for, for really across the, the platforms, you know, they, they've shown a great quarter, 16% revenue growth, 37% profits, and uh, the stock moved up nicely on those results. Now, Tesla, the core equity portfolio holding in your world, also uh, stepped up its price cuts for its cars. The uh, electric vehicle giant announced a variety of price cuts, discounts, incentives, which is meant, of course, to move the product, but also puts pressure on profit margins. It does, Bob. But again, they've been a price leader. Um, I'll, I'll trust you know they what they're doing. I think at this point we'll see. I know it's going to put pressures on profit margins, which Wall Street doesn't like. But again, uh, they they you know have incredible profitability. They've been a leader, and you know the price cuts are something they feel they need to do to remain that competitiveness. Uh, so we'll we'll trust what they're doing and see what the results are over the next couple quarters. 
Home Depot, another core equity stock in your portfolios, reported lower revenues and lower profits, but that was still more than what Wall Street expected. Yeah, they came in a little better than, than Wall Street you know, anticipated. They they had kind of said a couple quarters ago that it was going to be a tough, and it, it was. I mean, it was a down quarter as far as revenues, down 2%. Still did $42.9 billion, 8% profit loss, but Again, you know, the stock bounced up nice last week, uh, you know, on, on the fact that they did a little better than expected. They're buying back 15 mil, uh, billion shares of, of their stock, which will also help the stock price. So, again, we'll continue to home, hold Home Depot and be a long-term investor in Home Depot. Another core equity holding is John Deere. They reported excellent results, but for some reason their stock dropped more than 8% last week, down to $397.02 a share. Pretty hefty still for for a stock, but why would the stock price go down if they're doing well? Well, you know, so again, sometimes Wall Street price and profit taking, some maybe anticipations of what next year might look at, like against tougher comparisons. But we like John Deere. We think uh, food supply around the globe is going to be an issue. They're a leader. Um, they're they're 30 percent uh, revenue growth and 66 percent profit growth says buy to me and I think with the downturn it's an opportunity for those that might have missed it so uh, you know maybe maybe a good time to look at deer again. Now Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway is buying some home building stocks now in the second quarter with the mortgage rates rising is that a good idea? Yeah I, again I think when you're a new builder you you kind of have some other ways that you can sell houses. A lot of them, like NBR, have a uh, their own financing arm and uh, can help uh, get get uh, you know homeowners in. So, and again, it's going to be a tighter supply, as we said, with uh, homeowners maybe holding on to those lower mortgage rates. Uh, there's still a lot of people out there looking for homes, and so I think home buyers are well positioned to take advantage of those trends. So again, if anybody listening would like to talk with you, like we're talking now about specific stocks, can they uh, give you a call? Absolutely. Call us anytime. Call Kevin, myself, Allison, Abby. We're all in the office wanting to help. And Kevin does a great job, you know, getting uh, research out to people that need it. So uh, give us a call and see if we can help you. Additionally, of course, with their affiliation with the Robert W. Baird Company, they can offer all kinds of help and advice in many areas of financing and, and your money. So there, too, just to call the office uh, in Akron, 234-466-7476. 234-466-7476 and talk to the experts Walt Secure and his team and get some of the good advice that, that you could really use in your financial planning and in your financial world. Plus, a big event coming up in just a couple of weeks here in uh, September at the uh, uh, Sheraton Suites in Cuyahoga Falls. You've got your AKW Investment Strategy Fall Update 2023 on September 27th. Yeah, we got invites out. We're getting a lot of phone calls, people uh, getting their spots, going to be in the ballroom there. We're excited about this event. If any of the listeners out there would like to join us, give Allison Castle a call. We'll get you an invitation. We'd love to see you uh, at the end of September, uh, Wednesday, the 27th. Uh, It'll be about uh, 1 to 2 o'clock. The presentation will be there before and after to mingle and talk to, you know, anybody that shows up. Again, the uh, location is the Sheraton Suites in Cuyahoga Falls. Uh, the uh, ballroom opens at 12.30. You can gather there. The presentation starts at 1 o'clock. It'll end at about 1.45, and then they'll open up for questions from the attendees and, and then the informal discussions after that for another hour or so. So once more, there's no charge for this. So uh, if you want to attend, get some uh, calls out there to the office here in Akron, 234-466-7476 for the AKW Investment Strategy Fall Update on Wednesday, September. 
September 27th in Cuyahoga Falls at 234-466-7476. So hopefully the next week, last week of August, will kind of be an improvement. Yeah, we got Jackson Hole going on this week with the Fed. We got the NVIDIA earnings on Wednesday. So big week for us, Bob, and we'll be back with you next Sunday. Let's again, Walt Secura, the AKW Group. Call them in Akron at 234-466-7476. When you do, tell him you heard him on WNIR Kent Akron. Once more, we'll talk to you again next Sunday, Walt. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Allstate Corporation, symbol ALL. BHP Group Limited, symbol BHP. Campbell Soup Company, symbol CPB. Cisco Systems Inc., symbol CSCO. Deering Company, symbol DE. General Mills Inc., symbol GIS. The Hershey Company, symbol HSY. The Home Depot Inc., symbol HD. International Flavors and Fragrances, symbol IFF. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol JPM. Kellogg Inc., symbol K. Oddity Tech Limited, symbol ODD. NVR, symbol NVR. Target Corporation, symbol TGT. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. And Walmart Inc., symbol WMT. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.